0: Derek Boateng is an NASL? Yeah, man, big signing. He's been at Fulham, Hatafe, Ebar, and Rio Vallecano. Huh. Wonder how that approach went. Thank you for coming in, Mr. Derek Boateng. No problem, man. Listen, we, uh, we saw your tape, and we're really impressed with what you've got. Thanks, boss. Lots of work, but I'm happy with my skill set.
1: Oh, we are too, Mr. Boatang, and we'd like to offer you a contract. Great! I've been looking for a new team. This should be good. We can guarantee you a starting spot in everything. I like the sound of that, man. And of
0: course, we're very familiar with what you have to offer. I think I know where this is going. Where do I sign? Oh,
1: perfect! We'd love to welcome you as the newest player for Ryo. Oh, sweet! OKC. Okay, Fuck!
0: Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Tough Cast. And welcome to the newest, shiniest, chromiest, most MSG filled episode of Tough Cost. I am Notch. I am Jeff. Together, we are two United fans. And this week, our podcast is fueled by Ravenswood Cabernet Sauvignon, the taste of the sophisticated wine lover in St. Paul, Minnesota. Ding! Sponsorship? That is what we would sound like if we had sponsorship, which we still don't have. I My approaches to the Mars uh, chocolate bar company, not
1: uh, not successful. Probably because it's owned by Hershey's. I was going to say, can you still buy a Mars bar? Can you? God. If anyone knows where I can track down a Mars bar, hit me up.
0: You're just like trying to like... Uh, on the DL, try to find out how many listeners we actually have or paying attention to what we're saying rather than Pretty using much. this as narcolepsy treatment. Um, hashtag Jeff to Mars. Jeff to Mars. Uh, hey, we, we actually, this time for real, finally, the feed is actually now fixed.
1: It is. Yeah, you'll get a shiny little two-minute message from Notch telling you about five different ways you can find it, which involves, I think, my favorite way. So Notch lists, you know, you can uh, unsubscribe and resubscribe by finding us on iTunes, because the the new feed is the only one that's up in the iTunes store. And then he also goes on to say, look at our Twitter, because we post frequently. One that he has is, if you see me in public, ask me and I will tell you. Has, has anyone done that yet? Approached me
0: in public yet? About... I mean, How it's been I a week. I, I would love to be that famous, but I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'm j- I am mean, also, this is because I don't yet have like eight bodyguards like Cristiano Ronaldo or a supermodel who's hanging her boobs off my shoulder on the cover of GQ.
1: That's the sound of me grabbing the GQ. It's still in the sleeve. Are you going to leave this, not open this and try to resell it in 10 years? Maybe. That looks like Kylo Ren's eight pack, by the way. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah i mean i Uh, this is one of those like episodes or or episodes (laughs) (laughs) issues of gq that i'm like i don't know if i should leave this face up on the on the coffee table
1: yeah company comes well on the back you have clooney so that's a little bit better clooney Uh is a little bit better
0: what's he selling though
1: um probably a perfume or cologne if it's clooney it's cologne it is a tote bag holy (laughs) shit
0: That is definitely going uh, back up, even if there were people, like, if this was a host of, like, the Cristiano Ronaldo and Alessandro Ambrosini uh, fan club, I would still put it back up on the coffee table. Oh, no, Okay, no, no. but what is face up on your coffee table right now is the newest issue of Toughcast, and we're coming to you and boring you with stuff that has nothing to do with the NASL, which will
1: change right now jeff what's the first item lauderdale has a jersey sponsor for this year so we've started to see they had their alternate black kits with the the laces and i think those are the ones that are scented with vanilla right so you can't they smell were, the order of the player
0: they were gonna add little pl- uh, pink bows oh, on the middle of nice them touch. and on on the on either side of the shorts mm-hmm. but they decided against it the laces were just enough
1: Yep, so it's a safety seal for your garbage, so it's a nice nice look for that with the third. But they also have Guaravitan as their shirt sponsor, um, which is a Brazilian drink company with guarana. Right? Yeah, do you know what guarana is? Uh, no. Uh, I've heard of
0: Gorana kind of as like an energy drink addition. But apparently it's one of those like new agey like energy supplements that comes from like some sort of berry. Okay. It's probably available like in the tropical the acai invasion.
1: berry or the acai or a chai. Actually, funny story. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> they mentioned that one in the press Do release. Do they really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, it might not be in the press release. It might be in like, uh, I Googled it. might have been one of those pages. Like <laughs> They were like, oh, it's like one of
1: these. Anyway, uh. point is they make some sort of like revitalizing drink. And as Brazil plans to take over the world through Fort Lauderdale, they are going to use this as a way to crack the American market.
0: I also hear that Vladimir Putin targeted Fort Lauderdale strikers. They were before they became a Brazilian, like, uh, thematic team. Mm-hmm. They were going to become a Russian thematic team because Kharkov, Putin right? was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kharkov strikers or Fort Lauderdale Kharkov or Shakhtar Fort Lauderdale. Ooh. They were going to become that way because Putin was like, I got to take over America. Fort Lauderdale is when I start naturally. It is the place that most of Kim Jong-un's missiles are pointed right hey, now Hey, well. found him. Exactly. What's? So, so the point is these these guys, Guerbeton, they do sponsor. I believe it's Botafogo in uh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. So, so they're kind of uh, hoping to break into the U.S. market through Fort
1: Lauderdale. That is literally part of their yep strategy. So, this was announced as a multi-year, multi-million, multi-dollar, multi-deal. So, it is a multi-million-dollar deal. Yeah,
0: according yes. to it wasn't in the release. It was bit, like their their dude like tweeted it. Their dude. Uh, their, their main account just
1: Jeff Bridges just right Jeff Bridges.
0: <laughs> the big Lebowski is part of the Fort Lauderdale Strikers he abides totally does and, and they're, the, the, interestingly one of the other things that they're going to do is they're going to sell a co-branded Guarabaton Fort Lauderdale Strikers energy drink in Brazil some of you might have laughed at that thinking it's a joke it's actually true they're also going to market Fort Lauderdale Strikers jerseys in Brazil I want to see the sales numbers on
1: that one I would love to and one of the players who might have his jersey sold there is Luis Felipe Fernandez yep Born, is, born in New York. Born in New York, 19 Mid- years old, just signed with the Strikers. He's a defensive midfielder. He played 31 minutes in one game in 2014 for the USA U-20s. Hasn't Which, been capped since, but he has been training regularly from what I heard with Tabramas' side.
0: Training regularly?
1: Yeah. Like he'll get called into some camps, but he hasn't seen the field.
0: What kind of camps? This is the kind of camps that my kids write to me in like college applications. It's being like Camp like, Twinkie. Uh, Oh yeah, it's I like, was a college counselor for right.
1: like every summer in Camp Woodie. His uh, extracurriculars are stellar. Exactly. By
0: the way, do you know Camp
1: Woodie in Minnesota? Is super popular. Yeah, yeah. I went to a, a pretty similar version called a Les Voyager. Which is like a twenty. 28- you
0: went to the knockoff, would you? No,
1: no, 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 no. This one's. I will defend this thing to its grave. It's a twenty-eight day canoe expedition. See, in the you like camp ever. as much as these kids do? Damn right. What is it with Americans in camp? Your kid, your, your parents got like sick of
0: you and wanted to send you away for like a month. I'm gonna send you away for a month, <laughs>
1: and uh, we'll see
0: how you do. Well, Luis Felipe is um, is young, uh-huh. so
1: he's got that going for him, and I mean, he genuinely seems to be showing some sort of talent. So it's so a good job, strikers. Why well not? done. I mean, there's a few U-20 guys for the USA team that are now in NASL, usually the Cosmos, but now yeah. we're starting to see them branch out to Florida. Exactly. Beaches and stuff.
0: By the way, the Strikers drew the Brazilian champions, Corinthians.
1: I'd like to this imagine week. this is like a game of Telestrations, and the PC just drew a card, and it said, like, Corinthians, and so he, like, drew a picture of them and put it up on his fridge. <laughs> is that what you mean in your notes? <laughs>
0: No, I think they actually did draw. Which, by the way, some some guy on uh, on on Reddit was like, "What? Well, you guys think this means you are as good as like the Brazilian champions?" And I'm like, no, dude, it's just fun. It's just nice. It's like when when Minnesota United beat Swansea, and a bunch of people on Twitter were like, "Oh, any uh, SL team beats an EPL squad." We didn't believe that we were better than like an EPL squad. But it was just fun to say out loud. Yeah, it's a bunch of hype. It's fun. Right. A couple of disallowed goals, one of which was by our friend uh, Jason Mora. What?
1: He can can get a ball on the goal? Who knew? He can have a ball pass to him? I mean, in fairness, he didn't really see the... No, he did see the field enough to maybe score. Good for him. I'm glad that in a friendly, he got a goal disallowed. Uh, The other team got a goal disallowed too. And this was called a very
0: physical match, which is uh, interesting. I mean, Strikers had some physical games last year too. And uh, it it was kind of supposed to be a tale of two halves. Hmm. It was the
1: best of halves. It was the worst of halves. And depending on where the wind was facing, it was the best of the worst. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Rio OKC. Oh, my God. They are signing people in a storm. And they've actually signed more players uh, in this off season than Minnesota United has, actually.
1: Yeah, I think they have more players on their roster officially right now.
0: Do they? I'm pretty sure. We, we have like a bunch of faces staring out at us, but I don't know how many of them have been like confirmed as, I think actually we have six players who are confirmed as returning for next year. Uh, if you don't count guys who are already on long-term contracts. But they have, Ryo has definitely
1: had more announcements mm-hmm. than Minnesota has, which is hilarious. And this week they announced three with a combined age of 97 years old. <laughs> so. so, so, so together they would make a MLS designated player. One of them, just or maybe like the first half of the MLS DP's career. That's timely. Or maybe a Cosmos striker. Um, so the first one, the most prominent one, is Derek Boateng, who was on the tw- tw- 2006-2010 World Cup squads for Ghana. He's a 32-year-old central midfielder. Um, a lot of experience in his career. So yeah. I think that he's going to be their best player, no doubt. For this he first year? sat out for at least half a year because he
0: played for Fulham yeah, until the end of 2015. Mm-hmm. No, that's wrong. He played for Abar in 2014-2015, and he played for Fulham, I think, the year before that. But he has had some absurdly low number of caps in the last three and a half years, like 11 or some Some very, very low number. It's not a lot.
1: Sure. And I haven't heard anything about injuries. Again, he's 32 years old, so he's on the tail end. But... I think that could be a really good pickup for them.
0: So, so on on Twitter, I saw a guy actually who tweeted at the United fans account, uh, Dave Ladig, who said this signing is less, um, it, it's it's not as good as Luis Felipe. If you had to stack Luis Felipe coming to strikers versus Boateng coming to Rio, which one would you think is the is the better quote unquote signing?
1: Are you trying to get people to go to your games when you have a USL squad across the city from you? Um, it's situational to me is what I'm saying because Lauderdale has a little more leeway to go with, with some of these signings because they'll get fans there and no one knows what to expect with Ryo because of the energy. So signing Tang gets people excited because they think, oh, two-time World Cup veteran who played against America. Yeah, sure. I'll go see him. You know, I think Leydig has a really good point when it comes to teams in general, but with this specific team, it makes sense to me why they signed him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Louis Philippe probably has more potential for the future for sure and he maybe might even just be as talented as this guy in a couple of years but i think right now probably you're right derek botang has more of a name and probably will play somewhat better than than louis felipe
1: or play i don't know if louis felipe is gonna play this year i mean Mm -hmm. he's 19 years old and that squad has done a lot of work and has made a lot of signings. I think the defensive midfield is one area he could crack because they have much many more attackers than they do defenders. So we'll see. They also signed two other guys. They signed uh, Michel, who Garbini. Michelle. <laughs> Garbini. You can call him Garbini. I guarantee he'll just go by Michelle. <laughs> From now on, he is Garbini as far as I'm concerned because that's funnier to me. Go for it. Um, he played for FC Dallas the last three years. He was a designated player with them. 34 years old. Yep, he's 34 years old, so of course he was a DP. He is a left back who also plays center defensive midfielder. He has been he was phased out when Oscar Preya came back and started to have his youth movement. Um, he had a reputation for being one of, if not the best, at taking free kicks in MLS over the last few years, especially his first two years.
0: That's, again, an, a really good signing from the standpoint of if you're going to get like a guy who can just score spectacular goals, that gets people into their seats mm-hmm. every game.
1: Just don't ask him to run. That's all I'll say. Okay. All right. Cliffhanger. Boom. Just don't, he'll he'll fall over if you ask him to run. (laughs) Or politely say no and then sit down. I don't know. Something like that. That would be awkward. They also have one more signing who's 31. He's the baby of the lot. Um, Kosuke Kimura, who from 2007 to 2014 played for Colorado, Portland, and the Red Bulls all when they were in MLS. The only reason I make that note is because of Portland obviously being expansion side. And then spent last year with Atlanta with the Silverbacks. And he was pretty
0: good. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was actually like decent with uh, with Atlanta because he was uh, i would say there were a couple of times where he got smoked or he made some mistakes but he was a solid experienced veteran presence mm-hmm. in 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 the way i would kind of describe his play i think he was out on the the right i'm yeah. remembering that yeah he was out, he's on the right and and he was um he he when they signed him, I was like, "Dude has been kind of knocking around Europe in like lower leagues. What's he up to after he left m l s And so I wasn't sure what he was gonna do. He came back and made
1: solid impact, yeah, so I mean, between him and between like Hamish Chavez, you know, there's a no, he didn't sign for o k c he signed for Miami, miami didn't he? yeah. yep he's with miami um yeah, so I think that they have a good n a s l veteran there. Um, so they have Kosuke to the right, Michelle to the left, and you're the only girl in town to finish the Jimmy Buffett lyric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move to Indy. Let's move to... No, I don't want to move to Indy. Why not? Market value. I'm pretty happy here. All
0: We're right. going to get a new stadium. Indy isn't. <laughs> Boom! Oh! <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like Indy people. We're planning a trip over there soon. Yes, we are. Right, it's gonna I'm be very fun. excited about that. Yeah, Three signings. Who you got? So, we've... Hey, don't rush me. Nemanja Vukovic. Oh, <laughs> It's like, when I read the name, I was like, Nemanja, oh my God! And then Vukovic, Oh, Because Nemanja Vyric is supposed ah, to come to America soon. That's and, I, right. I, and that's who I thought this was. I thought it was like, Indy's gonna like pull off the ultimate coup. But no, they've got a guy from Montenegro named Nemanja Vukovic who has spent a considerable amount of time in leagues in Montenegro. He also spent uh, some time in uh, Columbus for one year and, and some time at Arras with Greece. And he spent the last two years in Sacramento. He's part of the 2014 Sacramento USL
1: uh, winning squad. There you go. And then they signed another person from that... 2014 squad named Justin Braun. Uh, Braun was born in Saint Paul. He played for San Jose most recently, though he's a defender. He had one goal and 22 assists last year with San Jose, um, and he got his first goal in about 83 games against the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Uh. That would be NHL defender Justin Braun, who does play for San Jose. This Justin Braun is 28 years old. He had 24 goals in four years with Chivas USA between 2008 and 2011, and then totally fell off the cliff from there. Um, he's floated around between Montreal, RSL, and Toronto, spent the last two years with Sacramento, had 14 goals in two years. He's six foot three. He's a tall forward. Um, I don't think he would... St- start necessarily but I think that adds a pretty good presence on their bench another good bench presence that they added is John Bush Mm -hmm. who is 39 years old and he is a goalkeeper candidate might be starting more likely to be a backup depending who they would bring in no 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 way Keith Cardone starts in front of uh, John Bush man at 39 well the only reason I think this is because they also brought him on as the club's director of goalkeeping Right, and so they're already planning to phase him out. I could see like a kind of a Casey Keller plays first half, coaches second half of season sort of thing. But okay, yeah, I and then like is spending the time mentoring him at Cardona for uh, the first half of the season, and then moves on. Uh, okay, I can see what you're
0: saying, but I think those like uh, additional posts are mostly to kind of get him to make the move down versus just straight up retiring. Sure, and to me, it's. There is no way you can get a guy like that in
1: who has well, been mediocre in MLS. Let's let's not lie for the last year or so, but three years, three years, last three years he has been. Last year he had twelve starts for Chicago, but that was because mm. Sean Johnson was injured.
0: Okay. Uh, I did, I thought he had been better for the earthquakes,
1: so I my my bad. I, I don't oh, know. Funny. They
0: they seem to love him over there, so so that was kind of. Oh, no, I, no, I don't watch a lot well, of MLS. He won
1: <laughs> he won the MLS goalkeeper of the year and was on a best eleven when he played for San Jose in one of their first spells.
0: Let me just put it this way: they just got rid of a huge dude who was experienced and did pretty well. There is no way they're, they're going to start Keith Cardone. I think he gets Cardone gets more time. Maybe they're seeing him as kind of a, a builder prospect, but Bush doesn't come in to be a backup. He'll just retire before that happens, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe maybe in another year's time. But a uh, figure
1: like Bush, by the way, quick aside because we don't really have any Minnesota United notes for today. Uh-huh. I would love to see. We've had talk about who do we want to have as a backup goalkeeper. Rising bully. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the African Fantastics in goal. I would rather have a thirty-something-year-old veteran who's not necessarily going to be challenging for starting time this year. So that Sammy is still our starter, but he's learning from someone who's really damn solid and really good. So I would have liked to see John Bush, honestly, or someone similar. I don't think we need someone like nicht. I don't think that's going to be right, because I think he would also want starting time, and I don't think a true competition would be needed, frankly, because I think Sammy could be an MLS goalkeeper. Yeah. I can I can see the
0: merit of that logic, for sure. Um, I might actually bring in a guy like Camille Chanatowski, who is experienced. He's not someone who's like ultra phenomenal, but is a veteran. He's played also on the international level in other leagues, just like Sammy has, and is solid if you need him. He's not I don't think as good as Sammy. Just just personal opinion. I don't think he's as good as Sammy, sure. but certainly if he was called up, he'd be better than Hildebrand. Yes. Now, uh, I just want to mention something about these other two guys that Indy signed. So, they signed John Bush, who was MLS experience. That's pretty cool. They also signed, so so Justin Braun was 2014 USL Defender of the Year. And uh, 2015, All-USL Second Team Center Back. That was Nemanja Vidic. So, both of these guys who Indy signed from Sacramento were actually Vukovic, Not Vidic. Did I say Vidic? You did say Vidic this Oh, time. man. I, my, <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, yeah. So, so, also Justin Braun was their captain. So it's so a pretty good signings. I mean, when you look at the kind of guys that NASL is getting this year, we're getting the the cream of the crop from from some of these USL teams we also right. had, you know.
1: Which is interesting. I mean, the only counterpoint I can see that is Ryan Richter who went to USL, but that was Bethlehem Steel because he thinks he's going to go to Philadelphia as soon as possible. Right. But that was really the only one that we saw that seemed like a good counter argument, but you're right. I mean, we're seeing like Leading goal scorers from USL or captains or best eleven players all signing on to NASL. Yeah, this has been happening for the last three years. Yeah, so so it's kind of it's kind of cool to see that,
0: and some of these guys who you know are slowly like washing out of MLS, but are still pretty good. And of course, these guys like Derek Boateng, Ibsen, who are solid international players. Mm-hmm. All right, let, let's move on to the the next piece that we have here on our notes, which is Miami FC. Speaking of which, they just signed Matizalam, who uh, I remember one day you walked in and was like. There's a rumor, Miami, she's going to sign Matusalem. Oh
1: I was like, who? <laughs> 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 and they finally signed him now, and I'm still like, who? <laughs> well, Matusalem is also a very notable type of rum. It's a brand. Matu oh, See,
0: I would be way more excited if you told me that that they'd signed
1: an expensive brand of rum. It's a dark rum, it's not a clear, which is even better. Yeah, I agree. It's spiced. So. Um he'll bring a little spice to this team as well. He's 35 years old though. He's a center midfielder, also plays some left mid sometimes, so I think you'll see him featuring in the middle of the midfield. Um mostly played in Italy for his career, spent 4 years at Shakhtar Donetsk and um Donetsk. Donetsk, it's one of my favorite place name. Donetsk. Interesting. All right, sounds like a bond villain. And um yeah, no, so most of the time played in Italy for teams like Brescia or Genoa. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's 35. I could see this very much being like a Clayberson sort of signing where he doesn't really see the field, frankly. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, we also f-
0: saw that Miami FC signed the ambitious New York deal of uh, Roberto Baggio Cachira. Uh, Who's 24? He's not Roberto Baggio. Like this whole press release was like filled with like these like things where like, oh my god, this is gonna be exciting! Oh, and you had like he was part of uh, a team that played in Barcelona, Texas, called (laughs) Red Bull Academy. uh, Dude also has like a YouTube highlight video which I found where uh, the first frame is him in as as two of the photos or three of him as a kid playing, and the third one is him playing for SV Wiener Neustadt in Austria. Uh, and and the other thing is that he starts the, the highlight reel with the Black Eyed Peas and then goes on to Linkin Park's Numb. That's like backwards in my trajectory of terrible music I used to like with
1: age. Right. Where it's like once in a while you would maybe consider listening to the Black Eyed Peas just for the novelty, but you would never go back to Linkin Park. Is right. that what you're saying? Uh, I totally do not listen to Linkin Park's first album like once a year at least. Clearly not. Nope. I can see that in your eyes. Um, yeah, so I, can you tell us anything about him as a player? He's a midfielder. He has a highlight reel. Go highlight reel. watch
0: it. It was basically a bunch of shots shot with a handy cam from the stands.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right, there you go. Um. They Aaron also, Dennis. Yeah, they signed Aaron Dennis, who's a forward from a Villanova University. He's 22 years old and he played seven games with Arizona United last Best year. Best US, seven USL games of my life averaged about 50 minutes a game, scored a goal, had some fun, got some high fives, and I think, if I remember correctly, he brought the orange wedges for halftime. Exactly.
0: And unlike some players whose jerseys I've seen sold in the Minnesota United shop, his game-worn jerseys might actually have some, like, sweat on them. Interesting. Do you, do you buy this whole crap where teams are allowed to sell game-worn jerseys of guys who just sat on the bench all game? I don't. That is so bogus. We, we've done that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh that no, it- A ton of teams do. I also like... When trading card companies will grab one of those jerseys and cut them up into small pieces, and they'll be like, "Oh, look, you got a piece of the jersey in a really? card." Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's you've never ridiculous. seen that before, yeah. And so it's just like a, a I don't know, a baseball, a note card, a baseball card, or whatever, with just like a little piece of pinstripe, and it's like, yeah, that was Derek Jeter. So, so, so before we go to break, I'll
0: just tell you a story. We didn't have trading cards in India. We had these things called um, Trump cards. Where you basically got a card and it was like cars, planes, WWF wrestlers was my favorite. Nice. And under the photo and name of each of, of these like objects or people, you'd have like their characteristics like height five eleven, bicep twenty one inches, or like uh, zero to sixty in like sixty seconds, whatever. And what you had to do was with your trump cards, you each started out with an equal number of cards, and you had to like go card against card. So you'd be like my car can go zero to sixteen in six seconds and unless anyone had a faster car you got their card that was on the top of their pile oh shit so like it was the game of you you had to like get all of the cards in your hand it was so, so cool it's, man so it's
1: war yeah but with like humans
0: yeah, with like tons of characters. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it was super cool. Also, you got to like learn all the cricketer's names and stuff. It was very cool. All right, with with that very uh, great little cultural note from my upbringing in India, we're gonna take a quick break and replenish our glasses, and we'll come right back with more NESL news. We're back to Duff Notch and Jeff here serving up a delicious, crispy, hash brown mix of the latest NASL news. With just a smattering on the side of cultural references
1: from around the world and terrible, terrible jokes. It'll get you every single time. Um, let's see. The Cosmos have a couple players training over in Malaga CF. Reserves. Reserves thing. See again This was one of those ones Where the like Press release sounds like Oh my god This is amazing
0: They're like These two NASL guys Are going off to like Train with La Liga team That's giving them a trial First you find out No they're just going off For a week to like Test the waters Then you find out They're training with The reserve team It was like The, the press release talked about They're gonna get a tour Of the facilities Woo they're gonna go watch a game. I'm like, they're the, gonna go to a local winery, you know. Minnesota United's like dark cloud supporters group are gonna go out to the Portland preseason games, get a tour of, of uh, Providence Park, and watch the Portland Timbers play. So, I guess they've done as good as these two guys,
1: and that's for a week, too, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So, it's like they're have. so let's just go ahead and say the dark clouds are having a trial with the Portland Timbers reserves. No, no, a training. Training. This oh, is that's not a right. Trap. No, that's right. They're training with the Portland Timbers reserves.
0: Yeah, David Dioza and Alexis Vallela, who Vallela is that former U seventeen or U twenty U S youth dude, mm-hmm. and Dioza like came through the Cosmos ranks. He played for the U eighteen and U twenty three squads.
1: Do you think that this was like a Cosmos team competition, like a contest where you like had to like raise money from your neighborhood <laughs> whoever- for a certain cause, and whoever raised the most got to go train with? The reserve team?
0: No, no, no. It's, it's like the guy who was able to steal Raul's rascal scooter and get to midfield from the goal fastest.
1: Oh, okay. It's so like one of those halftime competitions.
0: Yeah. The guy who was able to get uh, Marcos Siena to give him the most amount of Werther's Originals. You know, like the sweets that like old people in England hand <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, Th- that was the competition. I have it on good authority. FC Edmonton. They added two guys. One of whom is Nathan Ingham. He's a Florida former Florida Gulf Coast University goalie. He's from Ontario, which is... Uh, hey, Canadian dude. Good. Yeah. He's born on uh, June 27, 1993 and was a hospitality and resort management major.
1: Which is great. Do you remember the uh, game that Minnesota United played against FC Edmonton where no team could construct a wall that would actually function? Or do you vaguely. remember that game at least? Yeah, vaguely. Not watching. I think you were actually gone during that game. I might have been. So... They had about five rotating commercials that would show up during halftime. And ESPN3 has very frequent commercial breaks because it's, I, I mean, they'll show the local Edmonton commentators do their thing, but then they also have a lot of breaks because you have no breaks during soccer, right? Okay. So one of them was for like this travel lodge in Edmonton that, or a I resort. I did hear about this. Yep. A resort. And it was just the same commercial over and over. <laughs> and it's perfect because again, he was a hospitality and resort management major. This is his degree at work. Clearly, this is just his path to be able to work for this resort. So as as a presumably D1
0: athlete, do you think he did his own hospitality uh, and management uh, homework? So you think someone else made the beds for him? <laughs> I wonder if that's part of the textbook. Like, this is like, this is the proper bed, folding, bed sheet folding technique.
1: Mm-hmm. This is the best detergent to use. You know, you have we to We now
0: have, uh, by the way, a ton of people who used to listen to us from the hospitality and resort management industry who have just stopped listening. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah,
1: no for problem. For putting
0: this uh, bit of joke in the in the, in the the notes. Um, by the way, Gustavo Salguero. He's the other guy who signed for FC Edmonton along with Nathan Ingham. Gustavo Salguero, who Salguero is a notoriously difficult name to spell. I misspelled it about three times trying to research this dude. So, Gustavo.
1: Let's just call him Gustavo. Gustavo.
0: Yep, let's do that. Great. Gustavo is a 30-year-old 30, 30 Brazilian forward slash attacking mid. He last played in... Uh, 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 Brazil. Thank you. Yep. There's a, there's a club name here, but I'm not going to try it. Yeah. And he's also a- played in uh, Japan, Poland, Brazil, and Ukraine. You know, the, the place of champions.
1: Yeah, I think those are called the big four in the soccer I believe soccer Messi community. played
0: there before he started the Barcelona Youth
1: Academy. In Japan, then Poland, then Brazil, then Ukraine, then Barca. I mean, he was shopped around. What can I say? I think so. Um, also, it sounds like Eddie Edward is, has a new gig. Yeah, he's been interning with the United Nations Association in Canada, which is
0: like, sounds like kind of like a, a knockoff United Nations group, like in the United Nations Association in
1: Canada. So like he's a model UN participant.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it is actually an official UN agency that does things like uh, education and stuff. Apparently met the director at a Women's World Cup match in Edmonton and managed to kind of strike up a conversation about like post-soccer post, uh, post uh, soccer career and stuff. So he's interning there trying to figure out some stuff. It's, it's in his hometown of Ottawa. So kind of cool, kind of cool to see a player, you know, who's been active in service with the Eddies before. Uh, Try something new in the offseason rather than go out and maybe hang out somewhere.
1: We'll have to follow this as the season goes. I'm sure we'll get frequent updates on whether or not he's heading to the U.N. Tamika Mekindarui. Wow. Wow. You try to rush these names, and it just doesn't work. Tamika Mekindarui signed a contract extension with Tampa Bay. So their defense is solid again, which is great because... All of the signings we'd been hearing were attackers mm-hmm. and midfielders. And so now they re-signed him. He spent a year and a half in NASL. He was yeah. probably their most solid defender last year, I would say. Totally. One of their most solid players, I would say. Mm-hmm. As so. a whole. So, so. And so bringing him back is huge for them. I totally. Think big pickup for them. Or re-signing, rather. Mm-hmm. And uh, Perez Zeladon. He hired uh, the... <laughs>
0: he... <laughs> when I read this name on uh, on on Reddit, by the way, it, I really thought it was a dude, I did which I was like. It, it, the headline said, Zeladon hires uh, Cesar Elizondo," because that's what the news article, uh, which is kind of a foreign translation, mm-hmm. it, it, that's what it says. Zeladon hires Cesar Elizondo, so I was like, <laughs> as what? A Butler. Or, uh, he, he just like Perez Zaladon needs a lot of like entertainment. So he just goes outside and he looks at Cesar. Cesar, kick the ball at the goal. Entertain me. Dance clown, (laughs) dance. And then he
1: just like dribbles around in a circle for about 20 minutes.
0: Exactly. No, but Cesar Elizondo, who I was, I had my eye on one of the, one of the better players, uh, last year at the Scorpions, he has gone off to a Costa Rican club called Perez Zaladon. And Neil Morris, uh, a reporter out of Carolina, longtime NESL reporter, has some sources who say that it's a six-month contract. Which uh, Neil said this and put like a kind of full stop on it and was like, it it begs the question why, right? And guess who starts six months uh, from now, approximately? Puerto Rico FC. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's the sound of intrigue coming across the entire nation of America.
0: Totally. This, this could be a great signing for, uh, for for Puerto Rico. Cesar
1: Elizondo is a solid, solid player. We'll see if that happens. Sticking with Neil Morris's roots in Carolina, Simon Mensing has signed with them. Um, so he's out of Atlanta, as all former Atlanta players are. <laughs> right. Uh, by the way, he joins fellow Englishman and fellow
0: former Silverbacks defender from 2015, Paul Black. Uh, Black played on the wings, but he... Th- together their defense along with Rashawn McKenzie and Kimura, uh their defense was probably one of the best in NASL I would say the third uh stingiest defense in the entire year mm-hmm. which is amazing when you consider the fact that they don't have like a Pizzer or a Jimmy Maurer type no guarding far net. from it yeah, yeah. So, 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 to see these two guys together in Carolina, it's a really, really solid pickup. I think Simon Mensing, particularly, always came off as a really fired up, passionate dude. He used to wear the captain's armband. So, I can see him fitting right in. You know, Connor Tobin hasn't re signed yet with Carolina. I, I totally expect him to. Um, because, un- unless there's another team that wants a solid NASL center back. But, uh, hint, hint. But uh, Connor Tobin, along with Simon Mansing and
1: Paul Black, could be a stellar, stellar combination. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to check them. But NASL website will not do you any favors for finding a Railhawks game. They posted an article this week about the 10 matches to watch for this upcoming season. And only one team was not represented in this list.
0: Oh, and, and by the way, my, my like thing was like, oh, one team and Puerto Rico FC. No, actually... Carolina Railhawks are the only team that does not have a game featured in the 10 games to watch. (laughs) Apparently (laughs) nothing that Carolina does is worth taking a look at. Whereas uh, Puerto Rico FC's debut is what what made the cut.
1: So uh, I'm imagining they're just going to be playing a bunch of those kind of closed door games where no one's allowed inside of it. There's no draft coming from Mm -hmm. the hallway. Totally, totally. We'll see what happens at the end of the year.
0: They, are, they did announce some uh, preseason games. They've got one against UNC Wilmington, North Carolina State, uh, the Richmond Kickers. They've got two games against them and a game against Charlotte Independence. So, Railhawks
1: having a pretty full preseason calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, various levels of difficulty, of course, with any of these games. Um, for Canadian... NASLers were called into the men's national team for a friendly against America coming up at the end of the month. So that would be uh, Dick Guzman of Ottawa, Nick Ledgerwood of Edmonton, Tyson Farrago of Edmonton, and Malin Roberts of Edmonton. Yeah, the, the... Pretty cool
0: again to see uh, these NASL guys finally getting a look into the Canadian team as they have started doing last year. And Farago, by the way, is the guy who basically jumped into second place at Edmonton over John Smiths last year. Mm-hmm. Because when jo- Smiths fell out of favor, he's been with Eddie's for a while. He's been kind of uh, a young kid. I think I'm pretty sure he's pretty young. Uh, but he saw a few games last year when they rested Van Ockel, and I don't know. I-, I don't anticipate him being a starter. Not yet, certainly. Yeah, no not no way. Yet.
1: So, so, but it, it's kind of cool to see a guy who's come through the ranks uh, getting a look in. I have a, I have a pretty good hunch that Van Ockel is going to be their starter coming up in this next year as well. Uh, Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. You'd hope. You'd You'd really hope so. So then that brings us to a couple of closing pieces. Uh, that covers the news for the week. This time I feel safe saying it. Fairly slow news week. Yeah, yeah. We've got four minutes in the pod. Okay. So, 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 what do we got next? Well, now that would bring us to the best unsigned NASL players, the guys who are out of contract off of last year, who, for one reason or another, are not on a roster yet.
0: And the funny thing is, when I went and kind of looked at some of the statistics I'd collected last year from the NASL website, when you like sort by uh, sort by them, you find that most of the top guys are all. Back in the NASL, uh, notable exceptions of like Omar Cummings and a couple others. But um, y-
1: you do find most of them there, but there are some notable exceptions. Who do we got? Uh, we've got Billy Forbes, which is pretty well documented on this podcast. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yep. Um, Junior Burgos.
0: Costa Rican international, if I'm not mistaken. Attacking mid. Or is he El Salvador? One of, I think he might
1: be El Salvador. I think he's El, Salvador.
0: El Salvador. El Salvador. And he's really, really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of teams that could use a good center attacking midfielder. Mm hmm. <clears throat> So we'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, Ali Hassan, who had an interview with with, by the way, one of the most creatively named websites I know, King Foot, which like uh, the like King Tut or King yeah. Toot. Uh, Tutankhamun uh, So, so Kingfoot It's an Egyptian soccer website And uh, he was talking about a few things And they actually asked him Are you looking at a new club for next year? And he said My agent's talking to a couple of guys So uh, He also Kept the option open to play for Egypt They asked him You know You've played for the US Youth Internationals Or you've been called up to some mm-hmm. camps or something You know Camp Uji And, <laughs> and uh, He said Yeah Well I'm not I've not heard anything from Egypt But I'd be open to that basically
1: Interesting okay um Eric Neales he's, also he's on the headed contract.
0: he's headed home to his, uh I think it's Venezuela that he's headed to not, that's right I'm struggling to remember but he's, yeah he saw not, that come no. up
1: on Twitter this week so mm-hmm. he's out uh Julius James who's been on trial with the strikers for mm-hmm. a few weeks now um so the best guess is that he'd end up there but yeah. there's nothing official yet um Pedro Mendez and therefore Paulo Mendez as well <laughs> it could be a package deal Pedro uh,
0: had a lot of goals for a while last year he kind of petered off towards the end of the season but for a while he was getting pretty pretty great so I would I would expect him to be a squatty somewhere didn't he have seven goals in the fall only I think he and his brother signed in July right so so and and he was tearing it up for like the first half season that he was there and then he kind of just
1: fell away by the wayside well, that's what happens when you have a 10-game sample size. It's not like you can figure out who one of the playoff teams should be off of 10 single games. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Michael Reed, who played 29 games for Atlanta, is yep. out of contract right for, now.
0: Former squadie at
1: Minnesota. Again, a solid solid pickup for a team that just needs a little bit of space, mm-hmm. but you never know. Eric Hasley, who scored the 2011 MLS Goal of the Year. Exactly,
0: and took his shirt off uh, for the Whitecaps to get sent off, because, despite having another identical jersey
1: on under it. <laughs> Genius guy with that kind of wit, you would really think that he could land on a roster. Uh, John Smiths, we talked about a little bit before. USL, do you think? That's what the rumor says that he's looking at USL, which of course USL Canadians count as domestics in USL. So
0: that's true. Uh, <clears throat> and ASL, don't lose a guy who used to be a Golden Glove just because your American teams can't sign him. I mean, I would let me put it this way: I would love to see if Sammy was a little older. I would love to see John Smiths in Minnesota. Was that? Because he's he's young, he's comparatively really young. So so you you can't have two guys who are just the same age. Although maybe he'd give Sammy a run for his money. I just don't think John Smith wants to sit as a backup again. He's had that taste of like, uh, the the good times. So I think in USL it's it's a good move for him. I, I he's solid from what we saw in 2014.
1: Sure, um, Simone Bracciollo still out of contract. Ah, uh, this one hurts. Longtime loon played with Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. And he had a pretty bad injury at the start of the season too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm hoping that he stays in the league. Yeah. Fun guy to watch. Totally really is. And then um Camille Chanfoski. Oh yeah, that's right. Who we were
0: talking about before. Former goalkeeper for the the Rowdies. He was the starting goalkeeper for Fort Lauderdale a year before that. Uh you never know. By the way, just another name I thought of Joe Nasco. Uh-huh. Who uh yeah, I feel bad for Joe Nasco. Just got hurt at the start of the
1: season and for Fort Lauderdale. Oh, Willie Hunt's out of contract, isn't he? <laughs>
0: Actually, Joe Nasco, could, uh, I believe he's a sheriff, so he could actually be chasing after Willie Hunt as we speak.
1: Now, I would absolutely sign on to watch a full season of that show.
0: Right. Yeah, just
1: Joe Nasco the chasing. chasing after Willie Hunt. It's like yeah. the new Tom and Jerry.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything I've heard about Joe Nasco makes him sound like a pretty, pretty neat dude. So anyway, that's, that's our NASL uh, news for the week. Uh good part, man. I, I think we stuck to, to forty one minutes. By the way, I just thought of something, man. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something that we gotta do starting soon, which is start pulling out the iron skillets. Typically this is something that Wes and Bruce would do over at the Denard football show, but uh uh, you know, in their absence for the moment while they're in hiatus, we need to we need to get those iron skillets re go out to Minnesota United's training and start clocking uh players when they when they do badly on set pieces. Yeah. Definitely something to improve this year.
1: Yeah. No, I, that's probably their biggest thing to improve this year, along with their central defense. So, grease them up. Do you actually like cooking on iron skillets? I, I have You're no You're too problem. young for that, no, 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 aren't you? No, 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 no. We talked about my excursion into Canada. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem cooking with iron. Really don't. Um, better when they're not painted iron. You know, if it's just like a, a lead paint... You know, then that's going to wear off and that's going to get into your eggs and that's going to be a disaster. Lead paint. Yeah. Okay. They they used lead in. Well, old they paints.
0: used to use uranium too to make the like glowing. I'm not kidding. The orange colors on some cast iron instruments were, were uranium.
1: Perfect. Right.
0: <laughs> the seasoning that keeps on giving. I actually do love cooking with uh, cast iron, although I don't have an enameled. Uh... Enamel, cast iron, I do have two that I need to reseason, so maybe a couple, one of them I can sacrifice to Minnesota United States. All right, well, we have kept all of you long enough. Thank you for listening to us. Subscribe as always on Twitter at TWO United fans. Unsubscribe and subscribe again if you're already subscribed. <laughs> uh, do subscribe to our new and improved iTunes feed. Uh, subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on SoundCloud, wherever makes the most sense for you. Uh, send us your feedback and comments and do review us on iTunes if you have the chance because we we do like, uh, like to get a rating on iTunes and they don't give you one until like 5 million people review or something.
1: That's a lowball estimate of how many we need. Exactly. All right, signing off, everyone. This is Jeff. This is Notch. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>